Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. AD. Yo. I think I recall one of us last week saying the 49ers are the gauntlet. Is that what a gauntlet looks like, what we saw on Sunday night? Uh, that's that's what a guillotine looks like. <laughs> it certainly was. <laughs> this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. And, yeah, I, I, I'd have to agree with you. We, we were on the 4th and Gold podcast last week and uh, with, with, with our buddies Matt and Javi. And, and, and you mentioned the fact that the, the 49ers are a gauntlet where everybody's making – you know, and myself included, right? Make, making you know a lot of noise about this upcoming schedule that they have. This you know the the toughest schedule in the NFL the rest of the way, and you know you got back to back to back weeks against division leaders and in in the Packers, the the Ravens and the Saints, and they made light work of the Packers um, on on Sunday night. Uh, plenty to get to in this show. Of course, you can uh, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find podcasts. Uh, we'll talk, of course, Jimmy G. We'll, we'll talk about the defense. We'll talk about just how tough a time uh, they made it on Aaron Rodgers on uh, Sunday night. But first, after a win, as we always do, we start off with some game balls. ED, uh, who you got? Oh, can I just go ahead and just give it to this entire defense? Can I do that? Go yeah, ahead. I, I hate I hate singling out you know these single guys. You know I'll go coaching staff. I'll I go offensive line. I've done that before. I'm going to give it to the defense because you have to have a performance where you come in and we talked about this. You got to make Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable. You have to you have to make him. And I said before that, that I've seen the 49ers defense make Aaron see ghost. I've I've made him. I've made I've seen them make him uncomfortable, have him throwing balls in places he normally doesn't uh, throw the ball. Said you got to make him uncomfortable, get his feet moving, make this guy turn the ball over. You know, it wasn't necessarily interceptions, but they were getting the ball out of his hands. They definitely made him uncomfortable. A game ball to the defense because it 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 takes a village. <laughs> it, 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 it takes take a village to make a quarterback uncomfortable, and every everybody did the, the village did their part. To make him uncomfortable. Yeah, the, the village came to work on uh, on Sunday without a doubt. Um, I I have I have two. I, I like I like where you're going with the with, with the defense. Um, I um I, I'm going to go with two though. Uh, okay. St- sticking with the defense. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and and give Nick Bosa one. Not not for any other reason. Other than the fact that I mean he he was a part of that style of defensive line as he is always, but um the shoe game was just on point. You know he had the Jordan one zone, so I'm, I'm gonna go ahead. I, I gotta single him out on the defense just because of that. You know what? Sometimes you gotta do it just because. I just because. Just because you. of that. Yeah. I mean he he did have a sack. I know Armstead had two sacks to 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 lead the charge. Um, but just because he he had on the, the the Jordan ones, I, yeah, I got shoe game swag. Shoe game swag can get you a ball. I on, get it. on point. On point. And then and I gotta give one to Kittle. I mean, him coming back, the that the offense just looks so much more crisp when he's on the field. You know, obviously he did he does great things in the passing game, but what he does in the running game is oftentimes uh, overlooked as well. But he just makes things just flow better. Just his presence being on the field. So I got I, like I got two. I, I give one to Bosa. I give one to Kittle. Um, okay. You text. You know what? Can I tell you? Can I tell you this? And then get, but don't don't lose your spot on that text. Can I tell you though? With Kittle, Kittle has it's it's to a point. It's it's like when I played with with Jerry, um, or I can go with guys on defense, Merton, Tim McDonald, you know, Brian Young. I mean, there are guys I play with. After a while, you expect it, right? I, I, I expect Kittle yeah. to do that. Yeah. I, I mean, I I ex- that I don't see anything amazing. I mean, he he ran around, he turned the corner around, and you know he scored his touchdown. Like he made his blocks. It's so funny. His standard for me, his normal, is so high. I kind of expect him to do that. So it 
it's going to take a whole lot for, for me to say, okay, all right, I'm giving Kittle a game ball. Cause I expect him to just do his normal. And actually, you know what, if I guess if he just does has his normal game, it's game ball worthy. So yeah. I'm with you on that. It's I, not, I'm with you. It's, on it's, so it's, now, it's we, normally good go enough. I, I, I agree with you. I, I, it just, the aesthetics of it, it just yeah. looks so much. And, and he was, he was missed. He was missed you're the last right. couple you, weeks. Oh, definitely. He's, he's, he's the best offensive weapon. You're absolutely yeah. correct. I agree. And it, and it, he came right back to doing what Kittle does. Now, okay. You were, you were talking about a text. I said, yeah, you text me during the game and um, you're talking about Rogers and, and just how this, this Niners team was getting after him. And uh, they, they kind of had him shook. Honestly, I don't, recall and I had to go back and watch the game again you know even after um actually I was watching it earlier today before we even before we even got started this podcast I don't remember seeing him like that I don't I don't recall a time seeing him just so frazzled so uneasy the way he looked on Sunday night it it was somewhat alarming somewhat shocking I know you hit the nail right on the head you called it last week when we previewed this game but you know what, what what was it exactly that that Forced him to to have those those uneasy feelings. We didn't get any mics. I don't think he was mic'd up. We don't we don't we don't know that he officially saw a ghost, but it, it certainly looked that way. <laughs> oh well, well, I, you you know, I put it out early on. I said he shook. They they got him shook. Yeah, and and I've seen him before. I, I mean, I I was the Niners announcer, and I've seen them play Green Green Bay with a good defense. I, I've seen a physical attacking defense with a with a really good front four. Uh, you know, fast linebackers to where you, you're you taking away a lot of the voids, a lot of the quick throws that he likes to throw, a lot of those option routes. They're taking it away when when those when those um, Aaron Rodgers likes to throw to covered receivers. But when your DBs are long and they can make those plays on the outside, he gets frustrated uh, now. So you're taking away what he wants to do and he's getting knocked down a lot. He, he he's a different guy, and I've seen the 49ers defense do it in the past. This is another one of those caliber defenses that's capable of doing that to him, and that's the issue. You know, it was like that this whole gauntlet talk, and everyone was talking about, you, you know my feelings on that. I was like, come yeah. on, now. everyone keeps – got to see the Niners. They're on the top of the hill, and the thing that I know about this, I'm like, I'm looking at these teams. Okay, you have Aaron Rodgers. You have you, you the three games you have they it was Green Bay, Baltimore, the Saints. Wow, that's a tough stretch. Well, two of those quarterbacks don't run. I'm yeah. sorry if your quarterback is going to stand in one spot and that Niners defense knows where they're going to be, he's going to get beaten up. So I I, I saw that coming. You're gonna so so I, I saw what was going to happen and I and I've seen him get frustrated when that happened. So it started it started out early and I was like oh. They got him when I when I saw him getting up off the ground and he was talking to the refs. He got up again. Now he's he's he now he's yelling at the refs. I'm like, okay, if he can't yell at the defense because they might they may hit him harder. So he's got to yell at the refs. Yeah. <laughs> and so so now he's he's saying save me. And once I saw him starting to ask for safety, I knew <laughs> that he was shook and it was over. What was he saying? He was saying save me. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, when he when he started talking to the refs, like, can you help a brother out? That's what he's doing. <laughs> Can you help a brother out? My offensive line is not helping me out. Can you help me out? Can I can I at least get 15 for getting knocked down? Well, nope, I, you're not going to help me, so you're telling me I'm on my own. I'm on my own? Come on, man. Can, he's, like, he's like, please, help me out. I saw him asking for help. And whenever you get a quarterback asking for help, you know you got him. You, now, now that's when you know he's going to start seeing things that aren't there, and he's going to start trying to get that ball out of his hands. So that's, that's what I was looking for. As soon as I saw it, I let you know. Well, and it happened early too. I mean, this thing was over really before it even got started, with with the fact that that opening drive and your guy Fred Warner, you've been talking him up, and and he's 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 actually elevated his game since since Quan has gone down. Not that he's played bad throughout the course of this season, but I think we we're seeing we're seeing we're seeing an elevated play from him ever since the injury to well, Quan. You know Alexander. what? Can I say? Can I say it this way? Um, this is this is the way I would look at it because you know how I, I, I I've been saying you know I, I love the energy that Quan brings. Fred, uh, it's not that Fred has elevated his game. Attention is being brought to his game. He's doing the same things he was doing. So we're just paying more when attention. When you're when you're, you're I've, I've been the other guy. I've okay. been the other guy. You know I've I've been the guy opposite of Dion. I've been the guy playing with the All Pros. I've been the guy playing 
you know, with with the celebrated players and people don't pay attention to what you're doing. So when they're not paying attention to what you're doing, for some reason, everyone assumes that you are playing poorly. <laughs> they, they, you know, you're the weak link. They assume you're playing poorly. Then when you are when the eyes finally get on you, everyone's like, oh, my God, he's making these plays. Fred's doing what he's always been doing. Yeah. He, he, yeah. <laughs> he's, he, he's playing the same way he's always been playing. Now what's happening is because you don't have Quan there, you're paying more attention and he's having more opportunities to make some of those plays because the other guy is not making those plays. Uh, so that's what it is. I don't I don't think he's elevated his game. He's playing his normal game. It's always been at a high level, in my opinion. Well, I'm certainly paying more attention. And I think it was I, the, the Seattle game was somewhat eye opening to me um, as it relates to Fred. And, and, and ever since then, um, he's just been. I feel like I have just been paying more more and more attention. Um he's just a smart player. Yeah. yeah. And, That's and, why and, I always say he hunts wisely, man. He's because every everybody's out there hunting for that meal, but he hunts wisely. He knows how to pick his spots. He shows up in the right place places. He gets the defense, you know, in in the proper calls. He you know, this guy you see this guy dissecting things. I'm watching things and, and, and I can see where he's reading formations and, and, and personnel groupings and he's turning around telling guys what's about to happen and they don't give him credit for that like the Luke Keekleys of the league they get credit for that like this guy is the quarterback and and he's telling guys and he's calling out plays and and you, the announcers all get into it Fred's doing the exact same, exact thing. same thing why do you think why do you think this defense is so good why do you think they're on so much he's the guy that gets them in position to make those plays he, he he sees what's happening. He's diagnosing things, and, and he's right most of the time. He was certainly right on that opening drive. He he got in there. Yep. He was able to punch that ball out. And we talked about turnovers. Turnovers are going to have to be key in this one. And, and, and not a lot of turnovers in this one. That was the lone turnover of the game, but it was on the very first drive of the game. And Warner comes in there. He punches that ball out, which he's so good at doing. And Bosa comes in there and recovers it. Next thing you know, next play, Niners are in the end zone with the Tevin uh, Coleman touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it start it started early, and, and from there, it was just all downhill um, for them. I, that was certainly a, 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 an emotional boost. That was certainly a shot in the arm. And, and now, now you got Levi's cracking and rocking before it, it even it, it, it it's even yeah. time for it. You know? Yeah. And they yeah. they got it, after it. And, you know, and the thing about it now, I, you know, of course, I thought the Niners were going to win. Uh, just looking at the matchup, because football is a game of matchups, I thought they were going to win. And remember, I said I thought a turnover could really be the difference yeah. uh, in this game. I had no idea that that turnover uh, that was going to win the game was going to happen right then, you know, that early in the game and completely flip the tide. I, that So that's what was surprising to me, that it wasn't even competitive. I thought it would be a competitive game because Gr- Green Bay has a better team um, than what happened. But but th- this is what happens when you have a bad day, things snowball against a good team. You're going to get crushed. Yeah. And that's then the Niners are a good team. You can't you can you can have a bad day against Cleveland and flip things around or against Tampa or against Cincinnati and flip things around. You can't do that against the Niners. You can't give them that you can't give them that early mistake. You can't allow that momentum to get up. You they're already confident. And then, okay, you're, you're going to, you're going to allow this, this pack of dingoes to hunt. You're, you're going to like show them blood, give them raw meat. You're in trouble. Yeah. And that's what, that's what happened. So that was shocking to me. I, you know, that that's the one, because I, I thought it would be a much closer game. Niners win, turn, they get that turnover that changes things and changes the tide of the game. But, Dude, I I didn't realize the tide was gonna rise that early. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it was a twenty twenty three nothing at the half, and 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 I thought it'd be a much closer game. So I had I had anywhere between but ten fourteen points. Two possessions basically is is where I had this one going in, and um obviously this this exceeded that. But I, I thought it'd be much closer. I I thought and and we had Josh Moser on last week who works up in Green Bay and covers the Packers. And I thought the the issues that Green Bay had, just from a pass pro standpoint, um, I didn't think they would be perfect, um, but but the ones that were so glaring in their loss to the Chargers, I thought there would be some. 
I thought there would be some improvements there, right? I thought there would be some adjustments made there. I, I didn't think by any means that they would be able to slow down this defensive line for the 49ers, but but I thought that they would have a better showing than they did uh, against the Chargers, but th they didn't at all. Um, and, and this Niners you know, defensive line obviously is, is a lot deeper and and is a lot more talented than that, than that Chargers defensive front. And, I mean, they showed it. You, you, you hold a team – to under under 200 yards of total offense, and Rodgers barely got over the 100-yard mark passing on the night. He did have a touchdown, but he went down five times. That was the first sack of the night, the one by by Warner, him getting the strip sack there to, to start the game, and, and and it was all downhill. Now, let's let's switch over to the offensive side now, uh -huh. and Jim, we got we got a heavy dose of Radio Raheem. You know, I'm I'm here for it. Every week, I, I know, I know you are. Every time, every time he he's able to get some carries, and uh, he he was able to do so. He found the end zone. He, he had six carries for forty five yards, and and it it was just an all it was just an all around effort from from the running game standpoint. Um, Radio Raheem got in there. He got his fair share of carries. Tevin Coleman, uh, Jeff Wilson had that big run. Um, so they got over the one hundred yard mark, and then that just kind of opened things up for Jimmy G and the passing game. Um, what, what? Before we get to our, our weekly Jimmy Jimmy G conversation, <laughs> <laughs> um, the running game without Breida, we didn't think that it would take a step back, and it didn't. Um, what 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 impressed you the most about the way they were able to run the ball? Because we thought they'd be able to gash this Packers run defense, and and they did for the most part. Uh, the impressive part of me about it to me is that you look at a team they're having a, they're having a problem uh, stopping something. It gets a, you've heard me say and I say it a lot fo because it, it's true. Football is all about matchups. It's it's really that simple. Is my ex better than your old? Is is my old better than your ex? If so. How do I get them in position to be able to exploit that? Uh, because you know that the other team is trying to avoid that. Because that, that's one of those that one one of the keys to success in football. I learned it as a player. I would tell young guys, one of the keys to success is know what you cannot do, what you are not good at, and avoid it at all costs. You, you have to self-scout. You have to know that because that's what the other team is going to attack. They're, they're not they're, they're not going to try to run into your strength. They're going to try to get you at your weakness. And that's so you have to know that what was impressive is that Kyle is understanding the offense in general. They're understanding what a defense is not good at. And now let's do it. So running directly at these guys. No, you may not run for 200 yards. And you know what I always told what I what I tell you, it's about having a certain commitment to do um, to, to, to get a team in a certain mindset. So. When you have when you have Raheem running at you, when you when you have these big bodies coming straight downhill and you're and you're getting gassed, it goes back into that that mindset that, OK, we've been having trouble stopping this. Those guys on in that huddle, that defensive coordinator know that, wait a minute, we've been having a problem with this. You attack them. You find a way to still leverage them to where I want to show you you haven't fixed it. So now guess what happens? You have to commit more bodies to finding a way to stop that because, okay, we're going to come at you and we're going to keep doing that. Uh oh, we found that we found your weakness. We know you can't stop this run. You can't stop a dive right at you. And then you know what happens? Because you are trying to stop that dive, now all of a sudden you get play action and you see Kittle running down the field wide open because. Everybody, everybody is now flowing to that run everybody so, so that's what's impressive is it's 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 the way kyle designs plays based on what he knows a defense has to do not necessarily to step to, to stop them but this is what this defense has issues with i'm going to get into your head i'm going to attack your weakness i'm going to let you know that i found it and while you're trying to say okay he knows where I'm going. I'm going to deviate off of that. And now that's where my design comes in. I'm setting you up. And he's that's that's the impressive part of, that I've seen with this offense. And every single week, Kyle seems to find that hole within a defense. And he finds a way to have one or two plays that, okay, these are money plays. And if executed properly, 
once set up, they can be a touchdown. And that's that's what he has going. And that's that's what was impressive about the run game that, you know, it, it wasn't let's just stay at stay with it and let's just pound them and pound them and pound them. No, we're trying to score points. Yeah. <laughs> we're not trying to prove not trying to prove a point. That's Kyle's mind, mindset. And, and, and that right there is really impressive when you when you really look at when you really look at the master class. This isn't football 101. This is a master class that Kyle is teaching. If you really dissect it and study how he attacks and how he creates his plays and, and, and the way he sets them up, the time of the game he sets them up, what has led up to it, what previous plays have been called leading up to those big plays. It's 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 a masterpiece. Yeah, we were talking about it. This is way back in week two, right? This was right after the the win at Cincinnati, and and I remember Chris Spillman was doing that game, and he was he was not shy on his praise for for Kyle Shanahan and, and the fact that he thought he was the best play caller in the entire league, better than McVay, better than Andy Reid, better than whoever else you know you want to name, you want to put up there, and. Ever since then, I've started to hear more guys sort of repeat those sentiments about Kyle Shanahan and, and just how, how great of a play caller he is and how great he is at being able to set things up. Um, the thing the thing that I don't want to say impressed me the most, but the thing that I was perhaps the most happiest about um, and kind of getting away from, from Kyle's play calling here, but it, it was the fact that we talked about the defense. They forced that early turnover, right? And then, mm-hmm. and, and then all of a sudden, here comes the offense right back, and Tevin gets into the end zone. Less than two minutes into the game, you're on that Green Bay sideline, and you're down 7 nothing. Um, I don't care that it was a short field. I don't care that it was two yards. The fact that they were able to turn that turnover into points, and, and yeah. not just points, but a touchdown, like it, it, it looks completely different, in my opinion, if it's 3 nothing as opposed to 7 nothing. Um, and the fact that they were able to get into the end zone, I think that even that that was the exclamation point yeah. in a sense, right? The, the yeah. turnover no, yeah. was huge, but that getting into the end zone that was the exclamation point right there, and that that just started the tide. You are absolutely right. Always know this, and and good teams I was on, players knew it on both sides of the ball. We definitely knew it on defense, and we used to always talk about it. Um, as long as you're kicking field goals, you're always in a dogfight. So, so you said a mouthful when you said that they scored a touchdown. As long as long as you're kicking field goals, because remember, you don't score by ones in this game. Mm-hmm. You, you know, because people look at a score. Oh man, it, it, it's it's ten nothing. Oh, they're getting killed. It's thirteen nothing. They're getting killed. No, they're not. They're one play away from being in control. <laughs> you 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 know what I'm saying? A pick six. Now all of a sudden, you know what? It's it's a thirteen seven game, and you are you are one play away from winning. And that's that's the mindset. Offensively, you like you're in full control. Not if you're kicking field goals, because you know at that thirteen nothing, you're feeling great. And then that's what happens. A team scores, and now you know you're one play away from disaster. It completely changes the play caller's mindset. So scoring sevens, you're absolutely right. That's what the Niners have to do. And, and you call that, you know, credit credit on you for that. You know, you early on, you were like, I have to start seeing this team score touchdowns after they get these turnovers because the defense is giving them extra possessions, you're absolutely right. You want to win it all, you have to take advantage of those and put seven on the board. And that is that is something that we always do. I, I'm going to go back to you know my 90s teams. This is the way we would look at it. We would go out there on the field. If you kicked off to us first, we knew you were in trouble because our offense was going to go down. That first 15 was scripted. Okay, it's 7 nothing. We would go out here on the field. And we would tell ourselves, okay, well, of course we're trying to go three and out. But worst case scenario, let's say you get your, you had everything planned perfectly. You got to, we got to make them score a field goal. We got to, that's the most we can give up is three points. We cannot give up more than that. Okay, let's say you have a perfect drive. You get your three points. Our offense is going back out now. Let you stop. They kick a field goal. It's it's ten. It's ten three. Okay, mm-hmm. we go back out. That this is a three and out, or this is a turnover. Well, that's not, that's how we start telling ourselves. Now we get off that field. Now our offense goes down and we score. Now you're sitting there at seventeen to three. One more turnover, the game's over. Yeah, it, it's really it's really that simple. One one more turnover, the game's over because you can't run the ball now. You you have to get you have to lose that part of your offense. We know that you have to throw to try and catch up because you are looking at it like in three drives they scored. Your offense has scored three times, 
and we're sitting here when, when and we're looking at uh, the fact that we can't catch up. That's that's why, and that's what happened. I'm, I'm getting on that to say that's what happened to Green Bay. You go down, you score seven. This defense gets off the field. The offense comes back down and score. You're the defense gets off the field again. That defensive coordinator is like, if they score any more points, <laughs> yeah, my my boy calling the offense, he's in trouble. In trouble. So it starts. It it changes the mindset of what everyone is doing. That's why I always say the quarterback is playing the opposite quarterback. It's just that's what starts to happen. That defensive coordinator is starting to look at it like, okay, my play calling right now is getting crucial because this game is getting away. That one got away early, and these and and, and that's that whole complimentary football. The, the Niners are really doing that well. They're understanding it, but a major part of that. Like you said, it's, it's taking advantage and doing what they did. Get seven. Doesn't matter if it's a two-yard yeah. drive after a turnover or a 40-yard drive after a turnover, a 60-yard drive after a turnover. Turn it into points, it's huge. Sevens, huge. sevens 14, are huge. 14-point turnaround. Yeah, Go se- ahead. sevens are huge. And, and, and for me, and I know there are a lot of factors, there are a lot of things that went into that Seattle game. But for me, I, I can't get past the fact that you know, you convert, you convert those. You know, you convert one or two of those, and, and you're undefeated right now. The the lone loss on the season, as far as I'm concerned, is is the inability to to turn those turnovers into points, primarily touchdowns. Also, oh, ED, make the field goal, make the field goal. <laughs> also, make the field goal. I, I don't know. If I, you I know, don't even have a problem with that loss. I really don't. I you know. I, I see what you're saying. You're like, if they had turned it over, I get it. Because we don't even get to overtime. If they had if they had scored touchdowns, I get it, but I still say you didn't. And the game the game played itself out into a manner, into a way to where you still had a chance to win. Right, that that's why I don't feel bad about that game. You lost the game that you were in position to win. I'm not gonna say you should have won because you didn't win it, but you were in position to win. All you have to do is execute one play. You had two chances to execute one play, and the game was over, and you couldn't do it. So you don't deserve to win. But, but you 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 played well enough to be in position to win. So that's you know you, you lose if you don't execute. That's what happens when you play a good team. Yeah, I ask, the, <laughs> ask the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> I, also, I don't know if you realize this or not, but uh, for the very first time on this show, you just gave me kudos, Ed. It only took well, to week twelve. Here we come, baby. We, we've arrived. I have time. arrived on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Man, you've been there. That is not the first time. <laughs> that is not the first time. That was a, a, a momentous occasion no. here. I think you're in the when giving are, mood. It's Thanksgiving no. week. No, no. When you are correct, I have no problem saying you're correct. This is like this is like the Niners. When the Niners that when I think things are gonna work well, I'll say it. When I think things won't I'll say it. There was there was a time where I think all of the Bay hated me. All all of the faithful hated me when I said a few years back that the Niners I, I was like on paper, the Niners are the worst team in the league. Mm. And everybody just hated me. Oh, you this you know, I was like, No. I what if I will say I always say you scout with your head, not your heart. Not your heart. Yeah. And I and so that's what I'm saying. When I think they're bad, I will say they're bad. When I think that they have no shot, I'll say they have no shot. And it's it's based on it's just analyzing what's on paper, what's on film. That's all. Because I, I, if I went off my emotions, I'd say every week they're going to win, and that they're going they, that everything is going to happen, and they're going to blow everybody out because you know we score more points, they lose. Uh, I, I'm always happy with that, but but sometimes the matchup says this is going to be a difficult thing. Sometimes you you know I have to like with Jimmy, like with the defense, what with everything. We start. We started this off our very first. I think when you go back to our very, very first podcast, or I know definitely our very first conversation when asked about this team, when we first got together, I said I have to see. I, um, they did everything on paper that they could in the off season to address what they needed moving forward to be a better team, and so that's a win. But let's see how it comes together. That's what I had to wait and see. What it took after three weeks, I was like, "Oh, I see." After Cleveland, you know, I was like, "Okay, I'm done." Yeah, uh, I think we, we were both on this thing pretty early. Yeah, 
Well, I, I think there continue to, to be skeptics out there, but that's neither here nor there. All right, now time for our weekly Jimmy G discussion here. Okay, on okay. Podcast. All right, so I, I hate to be a, a wet blanket here. Um, oh, there you go. He, <laughs> he the, the one thing, a little alarming to me, he did go down three times. I'm not saying this is his fault. Um, but but th- there were three sacks of Jimmy G in this game. Mm-hmm. Big mm-hmm. deal or no? Um, big deal or no? Well, yes, it's a big deal. But that had because you had to remember you had a tackle benched. Yeah, you you forget about that. So part of the reason Jimmy was getting sacked is because school because he simply just couldn't hold up on Smith. It, it's it's really that simple. So that had a lot to do with it. It has a lot to do. Uh, just have we like we Aaron, haven't really seen him struggle this year, right? Like, I mean, uh, well, he, he's been getting lauded and praised. Like, he, he had a, a huge chunk of this season without Joe Staley. He he uh-huh. had to step in, and, and he did a, a really good – and Brunskill yes. on the other side as well. Yes. And and um, school got schooled. So that's <laughs> – I see what you did there. I see what you yeah, did. Yeah, you thought I did that. But, I, he, I mean, he, he's, he's, a, he's a young player. He was having a bad day. And you know what? Sometimes young players can't get out of that. They get into their own heads, and you have to remove them. Credit to Kyle. Instead of saying, "Hey, we're going to stick with this," he, you, today's not your day. This has to happen. I, my my rookie year, I blew a coverage playing Washington. We were doing something. It was something we had worked on. I blew a coverage. Art Monk scores. I come off the sideline and I'm just sitting here like, oh my goodness, and you know, and I'm thinking. I go back out the next series and I'm still thinking about that, but I'm playing, but I'm still thinking about it. When I came off the field that time, George Seifer told me he he was like, just go. He was like, go sit down. He was like, you're done. And I'm like, what are you talking? He was like, you're done for today. Now, lesson learned. Not not only not only do you have yourself prepared and the things you've talked about, you take them off into the game, but if something goes wrong you still have to move beyond it. You can't harp on that and start, you know, piling mistake on top of mistake. And so you start to see something not working properly, you move on. So I think that has to do so and I know we're talking about Jimmy, I think that could have possibly had, you know, had something to do with him getting sacked. If you're trying to say that this is something about him getting the ball out of his hands. No, no, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not, I'm not really blaming uh jimmy at all sounds like you were just not just the fact (laughs) it was just the fact that he went down three times you know whether it's his fault or 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 the o-line's fault just that alone right there is Mm -hmm. it it was somewhat alarming to me art monk huh wow that you know we had battles growing up me and me and me and my god brother he was a huge art monk guy i mean he was a huge art monk guy and i was always a jerry guy and so we would go back and forth. We would get on the tech mobile. Oh, yeah, we, completely we, different. Yeah, completely different type players. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was know, his. Yeah. That was his favorite player. And and I was I was a Jerry guy. And yeah, we we would have we would have we get into some yeah, art was a, I mean, debates about that. Yeah, it's it. Art was a was, was a great player. It, it's funny to me whenever I hear you know guys talk about and, and you get that all the time. Oh man, you couldn't cover so and so, and you couldn't do this. And I'm like. Man, if I start going down the list of Hall of Famers that I played with, yeah. not, not even just receivers that I had to cover and and did very well against, um, and but and quarterbacks, everyone thinks like quarterbacks just got good, but Warren Moon and Dan Marino and yeah. and Steve Young and Joe Montana and and, and I mean I could Troy Aitman, Jim Kelly, I I could keep going. I mean they were pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you could argue it, it was deeper. Back then, at the quarterback position, yeah, they were position they were they were, they were, they were pretty good, and, and we were we were playing man coverage and and all of this good stuff back then too. So it that's that's neither here nor there. Back to back to Jimmy. So back to Jimmy. He 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 yeah. went down three times, but you know what? I I continue to see him just battle. Right there, there were a couple of times where he just just had to get the ball out of his hands because because there was pressure and maybe caused uh-huh. maybe caused a little bit of an overthrow or whatnot. But he never like he never got rattled. He never got rattled. He was never phased. I feel like he hung in there pretty good. And when they gave him time, whoo, Kittle, 61 yards. Uh, or he was able to hit Debo on, on that quick little uh, that quick little uh, in route over the middle. And Debo just yeah, took right, the right distance. Yeah, right on stride. That, that, and when he threw that, I, I immediately saw the tweet, and I was like, that's a good ball. That's, I, a, that's a very good ball. Someone replied, like, well, you know, it was a little high. And I was like, no, man, stop it. <laughs> I didn't even respond to it. I was just like, that, that was a very good throw. 
because you hit a receiver in strike. That's 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 Jerry Rice, Steve Young um, connections right there, where you hit a guy perfectly in stride to where he's full speed, catch, grab, continue running away from a defender. There's nothing you can do but chase um, in that situation. The DB is not going to make that play. And, and all you can do is hope that you have the speed to catch the guy and tackle him. That's perfect execution. Um, and, you know, seeing Jimmy do that, uh, that's great. You need more of that. I mean, just a simple throw turns into this long touchdown pass. But, I mean, it's what, an eight-yard throw. Yeah. But it's all about it's all about placement, timing, um, you know, and, and read, doing the math. Because you have to make certain that you have the correct fake. All the other little things have to happen properly to get the linebacker to bite, the safe, to get the safety to extend, and make certain that he's doing what he's supposed to do, that – that the defense is what you think it is so that you don't end up throwing this ball and running that, that receiver into danger and he gets knocked out. Uh, all of those things happen in that split second. We, we just see catch and throw and it look like it happens in two seconds. Well, all of that information has to be deciphered in those two seconds, and it was perfectly done. So, so Jimmy's growing, man. Jimmy's just, he's playing better and better every week. Yeah, I didn't know Debo was that fast. I mean, I was like – sprinter speed as quickly as he was able to, to turn the corner and get up the sideline and to find the end zone that was like wow look at i had no idea that that he was yeah i saw something they said he hit 20 miles per hour wow that's well, yeah with with the next gen that's almost as fast as you <laughs> yeah and then i woke up and started doing this podcast <laughs> <laughs> So no, you you had to be you had to be what like a like a four four forty guy. Yeah, I mean that's what I tell people. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Got Absolutely. It. Yeah, that's, what, that's what most people say. Yeah, that's the lie that most people tell. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, because you know, if if I start going four three, and then people be like, ah, oh, nah, prove it, you know. But then if you say four four, they'll just take it. You know, they just, they just take your word. Well, for no, 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 no. If you say four three, they'll know you're lying. They won't even <laughs> prove it. You, you know, they they you know, they, if you said four 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 five, they might tell you to prove it. But if you said four three, they're like, ah, oh, he. Uh-uh. He's, no this way. This dude is delusional. No way. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, so I think you're right. I, I think we're seeing the maturation of Jimmy G. I think each week we continue to see a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, and and I think this one was just the next step. Um, you know, so coming off that, you know, I, I was high on the praise for him last week against the Cardinals. It was just an ugly game, and and, and he had to come back and win it. And he threw the ball, uh, you know, a lot more times. Only only twenty attempts in this one, but he completed fourteen of them. And mm-hmm. I don't recall. See, I know every game there's like one or two throws. It's like Jimmy, what are you doing? I don't recall seeing any of those throws um, on Sunday night against the Packers. I know there there will be some going down the line. I think that's just his nature. We talked about it here on the podcast yeah. where he, he just, yeah. you know, he's just got that gunslinger mentality. But it's it's great to see the maturation. Um, and, and it's it's going to be a huge test for him coming up next week when he, he's got to take his act on on the road. Um, yeah, it should be bad weather. Um, it's going to be interesting because, you know, the forecast is saying, you know, some bad weather possibly, cold. Uh, different type game. Yeah. I think this team is built for it. Uh, you, you know, it's it's funny. One of the questions I asked someone leading up to this Green Bay game, I was doing Green Bay radio, and and they were talking to me about this team and what they thought it couldn't do and what Jimmy wasn't. And I just asked him, I, and, I, and the question I said, how important do you guys believe this game is uh, to the the the, the um, Green Bay season. How important do you think this game is to the Green Bay season? And they were like, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, I know the Niners are built to win on the road." I said, "Win, lose, or draw this game." I said, "They're," I said, "They're built for for January football." I said, "They can go on the road." I said, "Do you think Green Bay can go and win on the road?" I said, "I know that cold, they'll be fine, but on the road." And they were like, "Oh, this team, you know, we'll find out." But we think this team can win anywhere. And I'm like, "Green Bay, Green Bay is not built to go on the road. They can't do it." Uh, this is a great game for the Niners uh, because, of course, you would I would love for them to have home field advantage. If they don't, this is the type hostile environment that you learn to play in. Bad, you know, you're going to be in bad elements. Um, have you ever been uh, to a game at, at the stadium, Raven Stadium? No, no, I've been, I've been. Actually, I've been to quite a few games right across the way over at Camden Yards there. But I've never, yeah, yeah. I've never been to a football game over there at 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 M and T. No, it is it is one of the most incredible venues uh, for sports. 
in the country uh, as far as uh, a home field advantage, as far as the love that a city has for its team. It's a great spot uh, to be in. It's a very tough environment. It would be very tough on an offense. It's loud. It's, it's loud in there. And so communication, all of these things that, that come into play in big-time games, this is a great, great practice run Huge for test. the team. Huge test. Yeah, so that's, that's what I do. That, so you remember how I felt about the Seattle game. That, that this, like, this is the type of game they need to learn how to play in and how do you maneuver through one of these games when everything is close and every play matters because that play is the one that could win or lose the game. It's like executing that final kick. You can all these things could have happened. Yeah, you could have scored touchdowns and you could have done this and it would have been differently, but it didn't happen. And then it comes down to that play. And if you execute that kick, you win the game. This is one of those type games where that Seattle game, it'll carry over into this one. This game will carry over into the playoffs. So so the, these these are ones that matter now. And. This hostile environment, bad weather game, all of these things, it's going to be so much fun because I think the team is built to play in these type games. What do you think? I think it's interesting because you always hear that that, that notion about California teams or dome teams or warm weather teams not really wanting to play uh, in the cold and not necessarily doing well in the cold. But That's the it, dumbest thing ever. Yeah, but if you, if, you just, if you just dumb it down, right, to things that travel – and things that are supposed to travel, um, you know, in, in basketball is defense and rebound, and that should travel. That should go with you to any arena that you're in. In, in. in this game of football, I look at defense and I look at running game. I don't care where you are, those things should travel. You should be able to pack those on any plane, any boat, uh, any train, wherever you go, and they should be able to meet you at your destination, and, and that's what this team does. And so I, I absolutely agree with you on that. But I will say this game scares me. Yeah, well, you know what? And see, can I tell you? See, and see, you say defense, and you say defense and running game. Yeah. See, I, I'm the complete opposite. The thing, and this is the way I was taught football too, and I believe it's true. The two things that you can always count on on the road, you should always be able to count on. You should always be able to pack defense and special teams. Defense and special. Not teams. defense and running game. Defense and special teams, because the running game still takes communication. The running game still takes, and that communication can void you know lack of communication can void your execution even in the running game that's part of people don't understand they think it's just line up and just block a guy you know just push this man down but no they're they're you know they're combination blocks you have to be able i mean you know this running scheme you know you have a guard that's designed to knock the nose tackle over you, you know into he has to knock the, the nose tackle over into the opposite guard, then get up onto the linebacker and shield that linebacker, and then try to get up to the next level. Even on top of that, all but that takes communication for you to know where what you're going to do as opposed to just blocking this guy. Special teams, defense. You know what you don't have on the road? Noise. Noise. Yeah. Your communication should be there. You should be able to play everything perfectly. You should be able to know exactly what an offense is doing, get every call across. Same with your special team. People aren't making noise on special teams. So those so those are the two phases of the game that this Niners team should be able to win. Baltimore has a good special teams unit. Niners special teams unit, you got to show up to play. You have a very good defense. You got to show up and play. That's what I like, and I, I heard you when you said this game scares you. You know, I was looking at it, and I and I, when we went through, and what that the midway point, and I was just talking about the teams and ranking them. I had the Niners number one, even after they, I had the Niners number one, and um, and you know when they were undefeated, when they lost, I put Seattle number one because you lost to them. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like Niners, Seattle, in in the um, in the in the in the NFC, AFC, I had the Ravens, and I and I thought and I looked at the Ravens. That's like they're they are the best te- at this time. They were the best team in the league. That's how I view it. I'm looking at these two clubs right now. I know the Niners have not played Seattle. I think the Niners can beat Seattle. I I, I saw how they played and what's happening. I think they learned some things. As I was just saying, the importance of every single play. I think Seattle taught them something. Seattle knew that going into that game. That's why they won it. I think the Niners have learned something from that game. I think they, their confidence has grown. Their their knowledge of execution has grown. 
I think they would carry that over into over into Baltimore. Baltimore doesn't scare me. They don't. They they don't. That, this team doesn't scare me. I, do I think that they are a good football team? Yes. Do I think that this is the best team in the league right now? Yes. I'll tell you why. I think they're the best team in the league. Uh, difference between this team and the Niners. Niners are learning who they are still as we go. Ravens know who they are. They fully committed, and they committed sooner to their identity. They they fully committed, um, and they understand like this is who we are. This is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to win. That started when they lost last year in the playoffs. When they when they lost to um, San Diego, yeah, this team decided. We either have to say that Lamar Jackson is our our quarterback. We're going to build an offense around him. We are going to uh, we are going to put all the pieces together to play complementary ball and do all this. And then you go and you look at what they've done, the way that they have designed their offense. We're going to let him run. We're going to do everything we have to do. You go out and you trade for corners. You go out and you get a free agent safety. The things that they're doing to build their team to complement one another on both sides. They have a philosophy that was established sooner. They believe in it. The players believe in it. And I think that's where their confidence comes from because they see that it's working. And they and they know that they can repeat it. Niners are just a little bit behind, but theirs is growing every day. Their belief is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Commitment to that philosophy is stronger and stronger and stronger. And can you can can the Ravens be beaten by this team? Yes, that's why they don't scare me. So being the best team, being the best team in November doesn't really matter. Is it's, it's, it's it, you know it's it's who's playing the best in January and February. So that's why I say that the Ravens are the best team in the league right now, but they don't scare me. If that makes sense to you, it makes it, it, <laughs> it, it makes perfect sense. Uh, we, to to break this game down later in the week, we'll have friend of the program Amber Theo Harris from Fox and NFL Network and Westwood One. She was on on the podcast earlier this year. DMV native. Um, she was actually working the uh, the Rams Ravens game earlier this week. Um, she she was working that one, and, and so she'll she'll be back to to help us break yeah. this one down. She yeah, was perfect she, perfect she, person to talk to about yeah. the Ravens. I mean, because she's still I mean she's on a she's on a speed dial with all you know with Ravens um, you know um, executives all their execs and, and, and owners, owners and everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's yeah she's she's been she, that, that's it's in her blood. I can't, I, I can't, you know what? I can't hold it against her. That's what's great about this game. You know, I mean, you know, that's what's great about football. And and I've always said that people love their colors. I like it. You're supposed to love your, this, you know what, man? And, and I, 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 I've said this to people and, and I, you know, and I've, I've never really explained it. Um, because I, because most, most of the time people don't get it, but it's really simple. And I'd say all the time, they don't teach hate in sports enough. everything has gotten kumbaya where they don't keep score you know they don't keep score and you have all these participation awards and everyone gets a trophy no little johnny little jane they need to know that they weren't good enough they need to know they need they need to be pushed the kid who's really bad trust me he knows he's really bad he does the kid who's really good he knows he's really good but the kid that's in the middle and could go either way you know, that that boy, that girl that could go either way, that could push themselves, that could be motivated by it one way or the other, that they can either find that this isn't for them or they can find that they can excel to heights that they never imagined. They need to be pushed. They need to earn it. They need to they need to hurt from losing it. And they don't do that. The And, and, and then I back to the hate. You know what? Guess what? I am not supposed to like you as an opponent. I don't have to. It's okay. It's okay to say that all I care about are these colors and all I want to do is win for these colors. And I don't care if you lose. Now that doesn't mean that I have to be um, poor, a, a bad sport. I don't have to belittle anyone. None of those things. No, but you go but all I, out for your side. You go all out for your side. So that's why I never had a problem going into a stadium and people were booing. I loved it. That's what makes the game great. 
that emotion that you feel when your colors are doing well, when you are living vicariously through those colors and those players, and that's it. And you know, you, you know, Ericism as you call it. People root. People root for laundry. They don't root for players. They root for laundry. Yeah. That, that, that's it. They, 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 it's, it's not, and, and everyone is like, oh no, all, all I care about are the players on my team. No, you're lying. You're lying. Don't even say that because you will, you, you, you will root for that player when he's wearing your colors. He goes and plays for another team. You don't all of a sudden start rooting for that other team. <laughs> you, <laughs> you root for your, your for your team for yeah. your colors. So that's okay. So. But I think I that's changing now, which is which is the reason why like there's not as much hate in sports. Like, cause I, I know, I know quite a few guys that are are LeBron fans, right? So when when LeBron yeah. was with the Cavs, they were Cavs fans. When he was with Miami, they were Miami fans. When he was with, he went back to the Cavs. All of a sudden, they were Cavs fans again. Now he's with the Lakers. They they they're Laker fans now. I know a bunch of Laker fans are upset that all these LeBron fans have now jumped on the bandwagon. And and I think well, you know what, and that man, bothers think, me. That that bothers I, me. Well, in basketball, I think it's always been different because because it's such an individual game. Yeah. Uh, that you can latch onto a player. Basketball, I believe, is different because you you can you you can be a Magic fan, a Jordan fan, a LeBron fan, you know, a KD fan, you you know, a Steph Curry fan. You can. It's it's so much easier because you can latch onto that one player. Football is very difficult because uh, you know it's everything is so team specific that. You know, an individual, it's hard for him to step out. One thing I do think is that's changing that in football is fantasy football, which is one reason why I, I was never, ever, I'm still to this day, I'm not big on fantasy football. I could never get into fantasy football at the time because I, it was, it's always been difficult for me to cheer for other guys. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> and, and it's just, it's, it's like, I, I don't want, I'm sorry. I, I don't want that team to win. I don't, I don't, I don't want, I, 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 I can't sit here and say I, I want to see the, the Eagles, you know, tight end do well. I don't want to I don't want to see the Cowboys quarterback quarterback do well. I don't want to see Green Bay's, you know, uh, defense have a great day. It's well, I'm sitting here root because I'm, I have to root for them to do well. And that's the part. That's the part that would be hard for me. That, has, that I've I've personally always found that part hard to do. To actually root for the other colors, the other team, yeah. You know, if I if I if I never put your jersey on, I really don't care anything about you. <laughs> that, that that's just that's just how how it is, you know. And there and there are certain teams I I just have much more love for than others. I, I have I have a huge amount of affection for the Carolina Panthers as well because that's a team that chose me, you, you know. Um, when they 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 literally when they they knew who I was, what I had become, and all these things, and they chose me. We want you to help us establish something here. So that right there in itself, that matters to me. But no, when you didn't know what I was, when I was nothing but potential, when when it was completely hit or miss, and you're coming from this small school that no one knows anything about. The Niners said, we believe in you. We believe that you can help us do this. We believe Ray Rose, the defensive back coach, came in and he told me eye to eye. They told me to find a corner that can win a Super Bowl for me. They're not going to like it, but you're my guy. (laughs) 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 That's exactly what he said. He said, they're not going to like the fact that you come from this little small school. He said, but they told me to find the guy. We need a guy. He was like, you're my guy. And that right there. That's love. I, that, that that's what that's why I have the love that I have for this team. It's never going anywhere. Um, I'm a Niner. I learned how to play this game through them. Everything that I took anywhere else, any lesson that I taught anywhere else, they are lessons that I learned uh, as a Niner and how to be a Niner and what that meant. This team is reestablishing that. Um, and, and so all of this started about that hate they don't teach. Um, part of, you know, my that hate for me developed with the love for my colors. You this is this is what matters. This is what we do. Other guys are the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Period. Um, these two teams that are playing, 
you know, just taking this full circle, these two teams that are playing, that's establishing. If one place is already Baltimore, it's established. With the Niners, it's established. That's there. Now, this group is, they are redefining the philosophy in which, by this group, I mean the Niners group, they are redefining the philosophy in which they are going to achieve that under. That's that's why this season is so great to watch, uh, because this is something I think that will be sustainable. Right now, trying to get a dub in this one, this week, this season, because it's a long way to go. Because remember, nothing's been done yet. Nothing. Jimmy G is still not my franchise quarterback. I like what he's doing, but he's not my franchise quarterback because he hasn't done a damn thing for the franchise yet. Not yet. I think I think we agree on that. I think we certainly agree on that. But it it is what it what it has been is fun. It's it's been a lot of fun uh, up until this point, especially when fun you have just start. Yeah, especially when you have outings <laughs> like you did this past Sunday, thirty-seven eight beat down of the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night, and so Niners continuing their winning ways, and with the win improved to ten and one on the year. Green Bay. Taking their third loss of the season, falling to eight and three. That of course sets up the big matchup with the Ravens coming up on Sunday, and and we'll have Amber Theo Harris to break that down. She'll be joining us once again here on the podcast. She we were both at the game Monday. She one of us was working. <laughs> that was her. Um, but but uh, we'll 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 talk about that more later in the week. But but just seeing that Ravens team uh, in person. Um, was was somewhat eye popping, and 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 just to put one more button on this before we go, the I was not high on this team at all entering this season, and even once the season started, it took a while for me to finally get on board with this Ravens team. Um, I remember Mark Ingram going there, and and, and I, my first thoughts were going to be, wow, he's going to have a terrible year because I felt like there was going to be so much attention on him, so much attention on the run that he wouldn't find any lanes. Um, boy, was I wrong. And, and and the improvements Lamar have made with the passing game have been just monumental um, for him. And, and he's really, he's really taken the. You hear you hear people say it all the time, but this is a guy who's really taken the league by storm. Because you know, whether we've seen it or not, that's a whole other debate. But right now, there's no other quarterback doing what he's doing right now in in the NFL. And so um, that, that's kind of part of the big part of the reason why that Ravens team. Uh, is where it is today. So we'll, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting one. Of course, we'll have Amber uh, to help us uh, break it down. It was uh, it was once again pina colada time. Shout out to Campos. <laughs> 49ers Mike was up at the game at Levi's. He had a great birthday gift uh, with the Niners dub, and, and we all celebrated uh, a little bit following uh, another big, big win on the season. Um, this was our Jordan episode, and, and, and I think I think we uh, episode number twenty three, and, and I think I think we brought greatness to the table, Ed. I thought I think we brought greatness. I think we'll probably be up to probably about seven eight listeners after this one. So I, 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 oh, I I'm encouraged oh. with our improvements. Yeah, I I, I told you I'm a, I, I may have a cocktail once we reach eleven. I told you double <laughs> digits. We get eleven listeners. If I can confirm eleven. All there right. it is. There it is. Because I don't count ten as double digits, you know, because you know there's zero sitting there. We, we get to eleven. We get to now, eleven. Now we're talking. Now we are officially double digits, and I'm ready to go. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm ready to go. And you know what? I have to tell you, though, man. Before we sign off right now, don't be afraid, man. You you're you're afraid. Jordan issue. You should you should have nothing but confidence. And it's you're very afraid. True. You're afraid about this Sunday. I'm, I'm going to have to reassess some things. You're absolutely right about this. I'm telling you, man. I've been watching this tape, man. And I've been watching the tape and got an early start because the game let me get an early start. And I have seen some things. And I know if I see them, the D line sees them, the secondary sees them. Okay. I know Fred Warner sees them. And there's no way Sala hasn't seen it already, too. I'm not that concerned. I'm really not. This is a good team. But remember what I told you? Niners are the gauntlet. Don't forget. Niners are the gauntlet. I'll have to reflect on that over a a, a big plate of, of dressing. What's your go-to side on Thanksgiving before we get out of here? Uh, my go-to side, there's a sweet potato casserole that my okay. my wife makes. Okay. It's, it's phenomenal. It sounds amazing. 
It's it's I'm I'm telling you it's it's phenomenal. It it's it's so good that it may make you forget to go and change your daughter's diaper. You'll get caught up okay, in it. Okay. Okay. You'll be eating it and you'll be like, oh oh wait a minute, I was supposed to do that. It it like disturbs the senses. I could get it's down that with that. Good. I can get down yeah. with that. I'm a big dressing guy. I, big dressing. You a big guy. dressing guy? Yeah. yeah she, but it's got to be dressing. the right one though. You know, people, everybody can't do it though. Everybody, everybody, everybody can't. Yeah, yeah. See, my wife's a very, very good cook. She she cooks everything. I'm like start from the very beginning. I mean, just just from scratch. Everything. She's she's I, I mean, she's a chef. So that's what's up. It's, <laughs> it's, that's what's up. It's um yeah. So it, it, it's very difficult to go out. And, and to dinner because most of the meals that she prepares, be it French or Italian or, you know, what soul food for that matter, it's it's better at home. So Nice. And, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so, so I'm kind of spoiled that way. Well, enjoy your Thanksgiving, my man. Enjoy you too, time man. With the Everyone family. Out there, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and all, all, all of our, our listeners out there, everybody tuning into the podcast, happy Thanksgiving to you. Uh, we'll all see, eight of you. Yeah, all eight of you. We'll, we'll see you later this week. On the other side of that, that Thanksgiving dinner, we'll have Amber Theo Harris to break down the uh, the Ravens game for you coming up later this week. So, if he is Super Bowl champ Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We'll see you next week. Happy Turkey Day. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.